Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Spooky with Knox. I am your host, Knox, and for day- today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. So if you caught my episode last week, you heard my announcement. I am going to start doing episodes on secret societies, but they're not going to be a regular occurrence like my paranormal events, my urban legends, or my true crime episodes. I'll be doing these every once in a while. You can request a secret society episode, but just know that it won't be a regular thing like my others. Uh, But for today's episode, I decided that we were going to talk about the Hellfire Club, which is no longer around, supposedly. You never know with secret societies. Uh, But I really wanted to talk about it because I watched an episode of Ghost Adventures where they discussed the Hellfire Club. They went to where the Hellfire Club used to be um, held back in the day to see if there was any spirits or things like that. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start with the Hellfire Club because maybe not a lot of people know about it. It's not like the Illuminati or um, maybe, I don't know if the Men in Black count as a secret society. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, I'm not sure. Um, But something like that where, you know, a lot of people know about them. So I thought, what the hell, I'm going to talk about the Hellfire Club today. So there were actually two separate Hellfire Clubs. The first one was created by the Duke of Wharton in the early 1700s. But his club, which ridiculed religion, was closed in 1721 when George I put an end to it because of the immorality of the club. And then in the 1730s, Sir Francis Dashwood reopened the club and it became quite popular with him. He um, he was known throughout the society as someone who liked to create social clubs and he would do it very well. And he he decided to reopen it because he wanted to create something like the Duke of Wharton. He liked the idea of this club, this debauchery and all of that. So he decided that he was going to open it. And Dashwood actually had a reputation, um, you know, to start these social clubs. But he also had rumors surrounding him that he once tried to impersonate the uh, King Charles XII and he tried to seduce the Tsarina Anne of Russia. So he had a bit of a reputation and... It was not surprising to some people that he started the Hellfire Club. So when he formed it, it was in in an effort to revive it from the time that the Duke of Wharton created it. And they would meet at the George and Vulture Inn using the name Brotherhood of St. Francis of Wacom. Now, once the club found its footing within society and became more popular, they decided to change the name to the Order of the Knights of St. Francis. And as the numbers grew, Dashwood decided that they needed a new place to meet because the inn just couldn't hold everybody and it was a public place. So there would be a lot of prying ears and Dashwood wanted to keep this mystery about the club. So he found a place that was not far from his home. It was actually a crumbling abbey, so it was in disarray. And it was the, it was the Cistercian Abbey. I probably said that so wrong. My lisp. Oh, my God. Um... And he decided that that would be the perfect place for people to come to party without anybody eavesdropping on anybody in the club and learning what they were talking about or doing there. So with the help of architect Nicholas Revit, the Abbey was restored and brought up um, to standards that the club had. And he turned it into the perfect place to meet. Like there were paintings everywhere. It was just this grandeur they added to it. It was just, it was a great place for people to come and meet and party and drink all night long. So they met there twice a year 
And they believe that the meetings could have taken place in the months of either March, June, August, or early October. So no one's really sure when meetings took place, but those are the months that they kind of think that meetings would have been held in. And when the invitations were sent out alerting the members of the club that there would be a meeting, the invitations actually read that all in attendance must be wearing a costume. And they were also allowed to bring a guest with them if they wanted, but there were some requirements for the guests that they were allowed to bring. Like, they had to be someone of great standing, have wit, and they also had to have humor as well. And after people were fed, there would be secret meetings upstairs for 12 members. So there was, like, an inner circle to the Hellfire Club. And only these 12 members were allowed to see upstairs and into these secret meetings where they said that they would have, like, religious ceremonies. And there was this one story about a live baboon that was brought to the club and put in Ward Sandwich's room. And yes, you did hear that name right, Sandwich. And I believe he is this very same man that the sandwich was named after because sandwich is spelled like sandwich. It, it's just, I have no explanation for it. When I looked it up, I believe he was the man that the sandwich was named after. So the members of the club were hoping to get a reaction out of Lord Sandwich by having this baboon in his room, and they got a reaction, but it wasn't the one that they were expecting. They thought he would be yelling or running out of the room because he had been frightened by the baboon. Instead, the report is that Lord Sandwich actually dressed the baboon in his ceremonial costume and then proceeded to lock the baboon in either a trunk or a large chest. And when the trunk was opened in front of the other members of the club, the baboon jumped out and landed on Lord Sandwich's shoulders, to which Lord Sandwich then said, Spare me, gracious devil. Spare a wretch who never was sincerely your servant. I sinned only from vanity of being in the fashion. Thou knowest I never have been half so wicked as I pretended, never have been able to commit the thousandth part of the vices which I have boasted of. Leave me, therefore, and go to those who are more truly devoted to your service. I am but half a sinner." End quote. So yeah, he, he was kind of dramatic. He dressed this baboon up in the ceremonial robes and costumes of the club. And then he had that whole spiel about the baboon being the devil and how uh, he was never truly a sinner and all of that. So yeah, you can kind of see what this club kind of was about like they were mysterious they had costumes they brought this baboon in they were just trying to have a good time i don't think they were ever really doing anything satanic because there were reports that they were doing pagan rituals satanic rituals stuff like that but i think it was just a place for people to come and get hammered i that's my opinion on them um and before i forget there was actually a notable member of dashwood's hellfire club And there were reports that that notable member was Benjamin Franklin. So whether he was an actual member or if he had been brought along by someone who was already a member of the club, I don't know because reports are murky. Because Benjamin Franklin was actually in England in 1758 when the club was still up and running. And there were reports that he had gone to one of the club meetings while he was there. Or maybe he went to a couple club meetings while he was in Europe, but there is no actual evidence that he was either a member or that he was just a visitor of the club, that somebody brought him along because there had been a meeting. 
Um, but by the time the 1760s began to roll around, the Hellfire Club was actually beginning to lose its popularity amongst the masses, and attendance wasn't as high as it had once been, and the abbey where meetings were held was no longer a good spot to host the parties. So Dashwood began to remove any signs of the Hellfire Club from the abbey, but he hadn't given up on the idea yet. So when he decided to leave the abbey, you know, he took down names, plaques, pictures, what have you, that they had in the Hellfire Club, because could you imagine if somebody else went to this abbey, you know, it was no longer a private property, what have you, and they saw all this stuff from the Hellfire Club, and, you know, they saw names of people that could have been involved, you know, they had records there, so could you just imagine walking in and seeing this and thinking, oh my god, this is that Hellfire Club, this is where the debauchery happens, and just going to, I don't know, the police, the the church, whatever, and just telling them what you found and them coming after Dashwood. Because back then, people did not look kindly upon people who practiced like magic, you know, satanic rituals, things like that. They, did, they didn't look down. They looked down on people that did all that. And people were punished. You know, you had the witch trials and all of that. So it would have been bad if the Hellfire Club had been caught and reported. So... He actually decided, Dashwood decided to move the club to these caves that had been excavated about 12 years prior. And that's where he held the parties from then on. He thought it'd be a perfect spot because it was private. You know, it was a cave. There was only one way in and out, I believe. So, and people that knew of the Hellfire Club and had no idea what it was about started to speculate that something more sinister was afoot when the club was moved to the cave. So here we go again. Where, like I said, if somebody had gone into the, the abbey and seen the Hellfire Club, you know, names and plaques and pictures and whatnot, um, they would have judged these people and they probably would have thought that they were involved in satanic rituals and things like that so people started to speculate when they moved into the caves that there was definitely something more sinister going on that these people probably were pagans and practicing magic and doing rituals and sacrifices and things like that so people started to talk and people believed like i said that they were performing satanic rituals and that they were up to no good there there were people who believed that they would have orgies and pagan activities within the walls of the club that's never been confirmed nor denied so i can't tell you for certain if there was satanic rituals going on so like what were those 12 members doing in that time i can't tell you uh, and to this day uh, there is a possibility that the Hellfire Club is still active, meeting in secret from prying eyes of the public. Maybe they still meet within the walls of the caves, or maybe they meet in some posh apartment drinking champagne and fine wine. Or maybe the club died along with Dashwood. Or maybe if the club did die with Dashwood, maybe in later years someone else came along and revived the club just like Dashwood did with the Duke of Wharton's original Hellfire Club. There's no way of knowing because there are no reports, but... I mean, I I think that the Hellfire Club probably died with Dashwood. Now, that's just my personal opinion. If someone is involved in the Hellfire Club and is listening to this, they could probably be laughing at me right now thinking, ha ha, you thought. But no, I don't think it's around anymore. I think maybe it died with Dashwood just because of declining interest in the club. And I mean, who would want to party in caves? I, it's personally, to me, I'm claustrophobic. So if I was in a cave and it was dark and everybody was wearing costumes, I'd be terrified. I wouldn't want to go. So I think the Hellfire Club just kind of died out along with Dashwood. 
Um, but that was all I have for you on the Hellfire Club. I hope you enjoyed this special episode about secret societies. Uh, and I hope that in the future we can visit more and talk about um, what could be possibly going on behind the walls of these secret societies that the world is so intrigued with. Um, next week we'll be talking about Christmas urban legends. I figured it would be a fun one to do since Christmas is next Wednesday. That episode will actually be released on Christmas Eve, so it won't be on Friday like my normal episodes. Um, but I am excited to talk about it. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, or if you would like to request a paranormal event, true crime, or urban legends, or a secret society episode, you can email me at getspookywithme at gmail.com. You can contact me through my Twitter at Spooky Knox, or you can contact me through my website, which is linked in my Twitter bio. I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you all next week in our new Urban Legends episode. I hope you all have a great day and have a happy holidays. Bye!